0: hey there story fiends and welcome back to the podcast that truly believes there are stories everywhere this is their stories everywhere with alidria hurt i am your hostess alidria hurt and this week we're doing the home in the mirror now we've all seen mirror scenes and usually they end badly this one's no exception so let's get started The Home in the Mirror She knew she needed to leave. It wasn't her place, this place, but it felt so much like hers but better that the last thing she wanted to do was step back through the portal and return to the life she had lived before. It felt drab, and maybe even a little unreal around the edges, that life which she had been living for so long. Now she wanted for nothing. She had everything she could possibly want. The husband, the child, the house, the career, it was all perfect, maybe too perfect. Darcy wanted to believe in it, but just as the old life felt too drab to be real, this life, with its consistent happiness, felt a little fake too. It seemed as if it were mere window dressing for something else, something lurking behind the scenes, but then again, maybe she had seen too many of the wrong movies. "'Would you like some hot cocoa?' Samuel asked. "'It was Samuel, not Sam,' though she desperately wanted to call him by some nickname. Of course, that would have been disrespectful to him, her host, who had made her so welcome in this place when she first arrived. He assured her that this was her place, the exact place and time where she belonged, and there wasn't anything about it that felt hers, except it all did.' The house, him, the baby which slept peacefully in the crib nearby, all of it was hers, and not hers. The day she heard the child crying in the house when she knew for a fact she lived alone and had no children had brought her here. It wasn't unusual to hear a baby cry, but the distorted quality of it had her checking the television first to make sure she hadn't left it on some channel where that would be common. Darcy Ann McCorin wanted a baby, but being that she barely even had a love life, that simply wasn't likely to be in her future. Sure, there were things like adoption and fostering, but what she wanted was the action of bringing a baby to her breast to suckle its life from her, born from her, flesh of her flesh. Now it seemed she would have it. Samuel seemed to be willing to let her wool gather for a moment, but then he pressed again, asking her if she wanted cocoa. The night outside of the house might have been a little chilly, but inside the house was the perfect temperature. She smiled a little at his solicitousness and allowed herself to say yes to his taking care of her while she put one hand in the crib to stroke the back of the baby. Yes, this was home. Did it matter that she had come through the full mirror in her bedroom to get to it? No, it didn't. It was her home. She laid down to sleep that night with Samuel next to her, the baby in the crib nearby, and felt at ease with her decision. She would never go home, not while this life was available to her. She wanted this life with its bright colors and perfect temperatures and just general sense of ease. There was no striving, no job, which required too much attention, or dating, which had been a generalized disaster since she turned 18, none of it, it all felt so far away, just as it should. It was another life, which didn't belong to her, it was a bad dream, which felt a little too real. She woke in the middle of the night, and Samuel was there, but not there. He stood over her, his face contorted into something else. Gone was the quietly loving man who offered her hot cocoa and gave her spells from the baby when she needed them. But there with her stood something ravenous, something which would devour her if she let it, something which would, given the chance, eat her past the marrow and down to the soul. Darcy squeezed her eyes shut against the sight. Then it was morning, morning where Samuel was busy in the kitchen making breakfast and Darcy heard the soft snuffling cries, which would soon go stronger, of her baby wanting her breakfast. Easy enough to forget the night before and its weird monstrosity. Her life was too perfect for nightmares to be real. Samuel brought breakfast on a tray and Darcy smiled. Of course, this was exactly as it should be. Her husband was no monster. There was nothing which needed to be done. Nothing. The day went by, everything unfolding from breakfast to dinner to bed without a major hitch. Of course, there was spit up and crying because there was a baby, but there was nothing seriously wrong with the day. She didn't have to run out to work. Samuel made it clear he handled such things from home where they both belonged with their baby. Funny how she couldn't seem to think of the baby's name as if it were nothing more than window dressing for something else. Darcy pushed the thought away as she laid down next to Samuel. Her life was perfect. She didn't have to think about those things. It was closer this time. The Samuel monster with the contorted hungry face, close enough that she could have read the eyes for something if there were eyes to read. It was something gone horribly wrong with her her world. This time, when she squeezed her eyes shut, morning didn't come immediately to save her from the terror. No, this time, time drew out. Long, like struck-out string cheese and just as sticky. Her life in the daytime felt so far away in those moments, as though it never existed. And there was only the now, and this thing which would eat her soul if she allowed it. Then suddenly morning, daylight streaming through the windows, the snuffling cry of her baby Samuel making breakfast, all the usual things, except she couldn't erase what she had seen. It haunted her, his face, not only hungry, but happy to be standing over her while fear coursed through her veins. Darcy thrust the whole thing out of her mind. She had a life to lead, a baby to care for, Things which needed doing. It was all just as it should have been. Life continued on. The days went by, and monotony set in. Darcy wondered if she and Samuel would ever go out anywhere, or if she would see friends. Of course, her mind supplied excuses. But there was an awareness. That was what they were. Excuses. They didn't need to go out. Groceries came delivered. If their friends wanted to see them, then they could come and see them. There was no need to go away from the baby who was still so young. All of it seemed so logical. Yet it nagged her, especially early in the morning when she laid there in the first moments aware of something being horribly wrong. She asked Samuel about going out. He smiled and said, there's no need. We have everything we need right here. You'll stay, won't you? The question caught her off guard, momentarily nonplussed. You'll stay, won't you? As though there were somewhere else for her to be. Darcy nodded, but said nothing. Samuel continued to smile at her for a long moment, then kissed her forehead. Tell me you'll stay. Again, Darcy felt the words were somehow carefully picked like flowers for a funeral. Something about the phrase. Something. Her mind caught on it like a burr, and the words refused to come out of her mouth. For just a second, she felt the presence of the hunger nearby. Hunger which tried to break in and would devour her so completely, there was nothing she could do to stop it. Inevitable was the feeling. A wan smile came to her lips, but she did not agree to stay. The next day, she stood before the mirror which brought her There was nothing in it but the reflection of the room she stood in now. However, she felt the world on the other side of it, the world she had fled from. It was there, complete, whole, and entire. All she had to do was return to it. Return to the world where she had been too often cold and alone. Friends she had, sure. A life outside of the house also. But she didn't have Samuel in that world, making things happen, or a baby she so desperately needed. She turned away from the world beyond the mirror. It wasn't her world anymore, she reasoned. Tell me you'll stay. As if those words were important. Not just her choice to stay, but the words of her choice to stay. Darcy swallowed hard when she stood in Samuel. Never Sam's presence again. She wanted to stay, but she couldn't bring herself to say the words. Something stopped her. Something in her deep self which fought against this place as though it knew it were nothing more than a playset, a toy which she should set down immediately before something broke and hurt her. Samuel seemed a little surprised to hear her say she wanted to go out with her friends as if it were something unheard of. I just want to see Karen and Evelyn for the evening. I won't be gone long. She had a purse and keys near the door, as though her life hadn't been wrapped up completely in the home all the time. Samuel put his hand on her shoulder and pulled her back, drawing her into a hug. You don't need to do that, he said quietly. Tell me you'll stay. There was that phrase again. Tell me you'll stay. Darcy fought for control of her body and stepped away from him towards door. He let her go. She opened the door. There was nothing there. Nothing. Just a deep and abiding darkness. A hungry reality which offered her no quarter. Darcy screamed at it as though that would somehow make it into a quiet suburban street that she saw through the windows. Turning ever so carefully, she caught Samuel out of the corner of her eye. But it wasn't Samuel. It was the creature of the night, the hungry thing, which waited for her to close her eyes, and out of its mouth hole came the phrase, Tell me you'll stay. There you have it, Story Fiends, The Home in the Mirror. And it sort of ends badly, even though I don't tell you how it ends. Of course, that just lets you imagine what happens to Darcy. As always, you're welcome to leave me a note here at the podcast through the notes feature. You are welcome to drop me a line at my email. That's alidria at alidriahurt.com. But other than that, it has been my pleasure once again. Kiss the ones you love, rock the life you want, have a good day, and happy reading.